This podcast is brought to you by Anchor. Are you thinking about doing your own podcast, but you don't know how? Well, have you heard about Anchor? It's actually the platform that I'm hosting through this right now. And yes, it's free. Not only is it free, it's super easy to use. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And you can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so much more. It's really that easy. And guess what? You can actually make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. This guy looks like he would have came to our store, Mm -hmm. you know, and you know what my mom says? Like, cause I'm conservative. She's like, oh, don't worry about me. If someone comes up to me with a gun, I'm going to praise the Lord. (laughs) (laughs) She said, I'm going to be so happy. I finally get to go to heaven. (laughs) That was her mentality. She's like, don't worry about me. I'm like, all right, all right. You're you're, you're fine. (laughs) I was so concerned for her. In five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We have our buddy Ed Park VP. What's up? Here again today. Cheers. Cheers. So we're just going to get right into the subject just because it happened probably uh, the other day. And, uh, you know, usually when these events happen, I get a lot of DMs, right? Right. Like, hey, can you talk about this? Can you talk about this? Which I which I do understand. And what I'm talking about right now is the the shooting that happened out in uh Atlanta. Uh Atlanta does have a huge Asian population out there. Yeah. Huge black and Asian population. If you guys haven't heard about this, you most likely did. It's literally all over the place, right? Right. Um there was a I it's a massage parlor, right? Or yeah. like a spa, like a day spa. Yeah, I my it says young spa, yeah, or whatever. I don't know if it's a jimjibang, but you get your massages there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think, yeah, yeah. It's just I don't know if it's a masseuse spa or like a nail salon or something yeah, like that. It just says spa. Yeah, it's a spa. Information we have. Right now. So a man walks in, a white male walks in, and just starts blasting people up. Long story short, you guys could read the articles for yourself, but eight people were were murdered um not including just the workers there was people who were just there for the massage services right. as well and there was a few other people that went to the hospital uh pretty fucking crazy yeah uh in light of everything that's been happening specifically to the asian american community and and everything else and you know i've, I've done uh quite a few videos on this and I, i've talked about it a lot and uh people ask me to do instagram videos and shit but sometimes it's like how can i convey a lot of these complicated thoughts within a fucking one minute window. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Right. I, I can't really do it. There's too much to unpack here, right? Mm-hmm. And we've we've seen this recently too, before we even get into this article. I did a post about this where there's everybody knows about this, but they didn't know about the the, the outcome of what happened. There was a, a man in Oakland, 75 year old man, um, that was pushed to the floor. Right. Uh, from behind. And if you guys have been in the Bay Area or San Francisco or, or Oakland, it's a very hilly area. He was pushed down at a slant and then he fell, hit his head, and he actually died two days later. Right. And it was from this uh, from this man who killed him. He was, number one, known for attacking people. Yeah. He is, like, it's been reported multiple times that he's been attacking elderly Asian people. And oh God. the law enforcement didn't do anything about it. Right. Um, 
now this man had to die for it, right? Um, the, the, the reason why I posted it on Instagram and the reason why I was like so fucking mad was number one, 75 year old man went out his whole life to die like that. Yeah. Like a fucking stray dog in the streets. Fucking terrible. Second problem that I had with that, I was trying to find a photo of him and it was the hardest thing to find except for this one blurry ass photo of this man articles or whatever. There was hardly anything and it was only located in the Bay area, but I couldn't find a decent photo of this dude. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why the fuck is it? that I can't find a photo of this guy because I was trying to post it on a story. Yeah. So I had to take a screen cap from ABC from the article that they had of a video that had a description of who he was at the bottom. Yeah. And it was, it was representative of like how number one, there's a couple of things that are happening, right? Number one, I feel that um, Asian people are a very small subset of, uh, of this country's population. Right. 5.6%. Right. So no matter how many times we speak up, how many times we say something, we don't have a large enough voice for it to kind of reach a lot of people. Because I guarantee you, 5.6%, only about maybe 1%, maybe even half a percent are really talking about this, right? So that's already an issue in and of itself, right? Right. Number two, it kind of goes to the fact that where we, we had this conversation where sometimes when we talk about Asian subjects, it's not really taken very seriously. <laughs> you know? No. Even no. if we're like killed in the middle of the street. It's just kind of like, oh, a lot of people have been saying stuff like, oh, well, you know, other people have problems too. It's like, well, right. what does that have to do with this person that was just murdered in the middle of the street, yeah. you know? And you're telling us to, like, invalidating how we feel about it. Like, hey, other people get hurt too. It's like. No shit. And we're out here telling you that we're hurt, you know? And when, when it we, feels like, well, don't be. Yeah. Uh, it does really feel like that, right? Yeah. Like, it. it, it I have a I have an issue with it's something that I that I've always mentioned before, right? It's mm-hmm. where people enjoy the act of activism. They enjoy being involved in it, but they're not really active in their activism, right? right? Because as of right now, we understand why a lot of people did BLM. Because if they didn't, they felt that they were gonna get persecuted, they're gonna be called a racist, or they got brownie points for it. Yeah. Well, you're not going to get brownie points for Asian people suffering. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. it took it took this incident for there to be a mass murder of eight people. I'm sorry that the the one pe- person dying out in the middle of the street. I'm sorry that wasn't enough. Or the right. multiple times that a 75 or 80 year old person was attacked in the middle of the street. They had oil uh, splattered on them. They were burned. Right. They were slashed in the face with knives. They were pushed down in the middle of the streets and murdered. That wasn't enough. But yeah. it took a fucking mass shooting. <laughs> and then people are like, hey, maybe we should take this seriously. It's like, fuck, man. But yeah, uh, it's not like we we have, we saw those new, that news. We mm-hmm. saw that shit happening. I saw that happening in my life personally. Um, Shared those stories at my store, you know. And I got to my store when Trump was inaugurated, you know. Oh, wow. Yeah. And in my point of view, my subjective bubble from where I was, Everyone treated me like shit because they felt empowered by this guy, the president, yeah, Trump at the time. Like I, I hate being that guy of of taking it there. But I grew up in the area too, and between the four years I lived there and moved out and went back, there was this empowerment, right? Mm-hmm. This empowerment where they felt like they are allowed to say this to us. Like, I've always thought it, but now yeah. that he said it. <laughs> well, I can say it. Yeah. I had a fucking 
60 plus year old woman told me to get out of this country because Trump's going to kick me out, you know? Yeah. It's like, weren't you alive during, like, I don't know, the civil rights movement? Why are you, how can you be saying this? You know? (laughs) Yeah, I I, I saw it coming. I mean, it was happening to me. And I had this thought that if I, you know, hung out in Seattle and fed away with all the other you know, Koreans and Asians in Tacoma, you know, people will leave me alone kind of thing. But what I realized was that the Asian community I was hanging out with had no clue what these attacks were about yeah. at the time they were happening to me. So even if I said they called me a gook or a chink, they have no idea what to do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God I'm not dead. Yeah. But I was getting assaulted. Yeah. You know, was, shit was, yeah, vandalized, all these things. And... I see now people having, not knowing what to do, but trying to do something, right? Mm -hmm. And they only know the surface level of what to do. And that's what you're saying, this social activism, Mm -hmm. right? Like you get that brownie because it's it's in your story. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned it once kind of thing. But I think it, it does tie into what people don't know what to do. So they DM you and they send you the articles and they say, you speak for us because what do they want? I think they wanted you to just get fucking angry on camera yeah, and scream at this incel, you yeah. know? Like, what's the point? What is that going to do? Like, I, I'll speak when I feel it. And then if it, if I do it three or four times and it doesn't get through, then I have to do a different approach, right? Because doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. So did, did that guy who shot up these, you know, spas and these Asian women, did he see your videos? <laughs> no, you know? he did not. Even when you were featured by Instagram Corporation itself on their page. You, you think it. he saw that? Yeah, he was like, holy shit, I yeah. had no idea. And then now, I think it's ridiculous if anyone tells you you're not doing enough. You were on the fucking IG <laughs> page, dude. It's the like, front I, page of that shit. You're featured. <laughs> like, you're speaking out about this. Yeah. It's ridiculous for them to to want to have to say, like, you're the voice of them. It's, yeah, it's, this, is, this, this is the thing, too. It's like... That backseat activism of you expecting somebody else to do your work for you is fucking stupid. Like, you have to understand something, dude. The biggest, biggest way to create impact is by numbers. Numbers. Yeah. You could have a million people behind a fucking desk sit back and ask other people to do something is different when those million people actually do it for themselves. It is highly different. Yeah. And so when you ask, I understand when you ask somebody with a bigger platform to speak up, it's going to happen. But what do you do after I do it? Do you just sit back and say, he did it for us, and then you go back and chill? Right. That's not the point. Then it gets forgotten. Yeah, it gets 100% forgotten. And so, like, with, with these issues too, right, you see the situation, the stuff blows up, and then one of the things, let me tell you something, this might sound a little incredulous, right, but <laughs> I was kind of glad that this person was white. You know why? Not because like, I hate white people or something, but the biggest rhetoric right now was yeah. that this is a propaganda against the black community. <sighs> and I kept hearing it over and over. And yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. This is a representation of how America feels. America. About Asian people. Yeah. It just happened to be that those few people in that area, which has a lot of black people, they're the ones that attack. But it doesn't just happen with black people. It just It's Americans America. in general about when we feel a certain way. Because we haven't really spoken up about a lot of these things because right. in Asian culture, whining like a little bitch is not a part of our shit. 
we are the bootstrap culture. We fucking deal with our own shit. We say, you know what? I'm going to deal with my own personal problems. I got bigger fish to fry. You guys worry about the small shit. And for some reason, in this translation, we got lost as us being fucking weak. When we're the business yeah. owners, we're the ones that are in the top 2% of the fucking schools. So how the fuck are we weak? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, how the fuck does that make sense? And that's the mentality carried um, with America, right? Like, even in sports, right? They still don't believe that, like, uh, there's, like, I'm going to say Ichiro, right? Because I love baseball. Every scout about him was like, he, yeah, he's not going to make us. He's too weak. He's too weak. He's too skinny. Even Jeremy Lin, they told him uh, his athleticism is defizing, uh, deceiving or yeah. Young Wei Koo. You can say a whole lot about just the mentality behind it, especially because it's how I felt. Mm -hmm. Is, like, America thinks that we're... Yeah, we are below them like this of ma in masculinity, quote unquote, just these ideas that we are below them. So that's why I kept getting this, sh this shit from old white guys at my store. Like for seeing what happened, I see this picture of this guy, the suspect in this shooting. He looks like a guy who fucking goes to my store. Yeah. The fucking big Carhartt and the neck beard and everything, you know? And just know you have a neck beard. You're gonna shoot up a you're gonna shoot up somebody. <laughs> you fucking shave that shit off, you bastards. It's like this. I I see that, and it made me call my mom. I called my mom. Yeah. This morning, you know, and then I mentioned it. This guy looks like he would have came to our store. Mm -hmm. You know, and you know what my mom says? What? Like, cause I'm conservative. She's like, oh, don't worry about me. If someone comes up to me with a gun, I'm gonna praise the Lord. <laughs> She said, I'm be so happy. I finally get to go to heaven. <laughs> that was her mentality. She's like, don't worry about me. I'm like, all right, ma, all right. You're, you're, you're fine. <laughs> I was so concerned for her. Dude. Your mom is fucking funny, dude. <laughs> if somebody shoot Oma, I just get to see Jesus a lot faster. Yeah, that's exactly what she said, dude. <laughs> Your mom is fucking nuts, dude. Hey, she's at peace. She's yeah. like, I mean, what is it saying that I know, like, we have a level of, like, empathy. We see what's happening. I called my mom because I saw that six women were killed. Yeah. You know, but you get down to it. Like, that's my American, maybe, empathy, Komama, all that shit. My mom in her Korean-ass mind is just like, <laughs> that's not me. Yeah. You know, it's tragic. She understands it's crazy. It's a crazy world out there. I'm taking care of my own. Yeah, she's fine, and she keeps telling me, "Don't worry about me." <laughs> that's that's how a lot of Asian people yeah. think, though. You know, you know. Yeah, and like I'm saying, it's the tides are changing a lot because the generation is different from the one before us, right? Right. Because our generation before, they were so busy just trying to keep the fucking lights on, build this business, learn how this country works. Yeah. The idea of worrying about this quote unquote bigger group of Asian plight wasn't a part of like the lexicon or just like the list of things that they had to worry about. Or the fact that people were calling them soup. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Hey, kook. I'm like, that sounds delicious. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah. You know, like people were just screaming. And it's like, it's the last thing they could care about. It's like, I don't fucking care. I got bills to pay. Say whatever the fuck you want. And that's why we've been able to build businesses. That's why a majority of these Asian immigrant kids, they go to universities. They go into higher levels of education because we've been take, taking advantage of what this country has to offer. So there's a different mentality when you look at it, right? Sometimes, or 
not even sometimes in this country, people people have this idea of like not saying something as being a sign of weakness. Yeah. It's different. It's culturally, it's religiously different too. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's philosophically silence, different. It's philosophically different, yeah. right? And so it's hard to, to to really explain this to somebody who doesn't grow up in our culture, right? Sometimes opening your fucking mouth about everything doesn't really solve anything. We might as well just do stuff behind the scenes and become better about it. But how this country works, it doesn't, it, we're finding out it doesn't work in this system. You know, and I'm seeing that it's it's people who are just saying, hey, don't you know, it's time to be angry right now. <laughs> Why aren't you angry? And maybe my fucking adrenaline is spent. Yeah. Maybe I have seen it so much in my own personal life. Uh, it gives me anxiety and I sometimes don't want to touch it kind of thing. And I'm going to do my best in my own. I'll call my mom. Yeah. You know, but I I honestly don't understand the activism behind it. Yeah. Like I'm not don't understand. Don't know what activism is yeah. behind it for us. You know, it's a, we're, we were talking about this too. And uh, I'm pretty sure somebody out there has a good answer for this. Right. Um, when, when people ask me to, it's like, okay, you, you can donate to all these Asian American AAPI stuff. Right. I'm like, yeah. cool. What does that money go into? <laughs> right. <laughs> is my question. Is it for our education? We kill it at that. Yeah. Is it for like our financial stuff? I think financially, a lot of the Asian Americans I know, whether it's we work three or four jobs, like we we figured out a way, you know, is it because we have like neighborhoods where, you know, we're like in substandard conditions? Like what what is it that'll allow us to level up in this in this world, like economically? And yeah. I think that for for me, how I view a lot of things is that money equals power. Yeah. And a lot of Asian people, because they're business owners, they hustle really hard. We have that part locked. Yeah. So is that money going into what awareness? Like what, what is the objective? <laughs> They're paying graphic designers, man. And yeah. editors, you know? Yeah. Or, what is the objective is my, my question. Right. And uh, like I'm saying, I'm not dissing it. You know, we, I, we don't know. Yeah. We, and then they're, but they're throwing this shit at us. Like do something, do something. What you is know? the something? Yeah. <laughs> Aside from getting angry or talking about it on social media, which, by the way, when you post a lot of things, I, I appreciate. I think it makes a lot of sense. So you create this voice. But there has to be an, an after portion. Like what happens after? Clearly, we are people without a plan. Mm -hmm. You know, I think other people don't realize that they don't have a plan and they're going to action yeah. immediately. You know, but the first action they know is social media, which is fair. You yeah. should do that, you know. But then like really, really the next, how are we going to stop all this kind of thing? It, it, who has that answer? Yeah. I, I think it's just going to take some time because like I said before, our, our previous generation where they, we were so silent because we have so much other stuff to deal with. Yeah. So now it's like, we're at the cusp and we're at the beginning of something of, of a new movement. So our why isn't as strong as everybody. Right now it's just fucking give us respect. us like fucking human beings. Yeah. Let's, let's start with that. <laughs> I saw I, I don't know how it came up because I'm going through Twitter uh, trending mm. and Kim Kardashian literally says Asians are humans too. Like, like bitch, damn, <laughs> I can't believe people have to be reminded. Hashtag Asians are humans. Yeah, that's what has to happen because we can't have, you know, like our own movement. It has to be Asians are humans. Yeah. Good God, that's where we are. That's like Michael Shea stand up. He goes, I can't believe that people are angry about the statement. Black lives matter. Yeah. Not matters more. Not matters less, just matters. Yeah, and <laughs> it's like... so at, it's ridiculous at this point that we have to remind 
Americans, hey, we're in your same species. <laughs> yeah. It's it's weird, like the the concept of when we talk about our problems, yeah, right. We're either said that we're we are very disingenuous because what about somebody else's problems? It's like okay, so I don't say anything, right? And then somebody else yells at us first, like, well, you guys had to do something about your culture because we can't do it for you. What the fuck <sighs> do you want? Like, what the fuck do you want from us? Here's yeah. the thing, too. I, I people may or may or not, may or may or may not agree with this, but really think about the shit. This to me is definitive of the Asian American experience, right? It's like we are always being pushed and pulled to somebody else's side. But when it comes to our own voice, it gets ignored. Why? I no joke. hate it so fucking much, right? Yeah. If it if it was BLM, I was there for it. I wanted to speak up about it, right? And then someone was calling me a fucking BLM pawn, right? Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, whatever. Then I don't say something about it or I stay quiet for a little bit because I'm processing my own thoughts. And they go, oh, you're over here just being complacent about the white man. And then we're over here being used as the model minority for white people to say, well, look at you, black folks. You can't do it like Asian people. We're yeah. being pulled from so many different angles. And then when it comes time for us to be like, yo, hold on a second. Our people are being killed. How, how, can we address it? They go, oh, look at these bitches just fucking whining yeah. and complaining. It's like, like what wait. the fuck do you want? Yeah. Like it, if when it comes to each other's stuff, I think even some liberals out there, when they might not understand that they're saying the pull yourself by the bootstraps rhetoric in a different language, but they're saying it out of resentment mm -hmm. instead, not because they don't care or empathize. They know like this is a same level of murder. Yeah. <laughs> it's murder, you know, and it, it is racially involved. People were like, even the sheriff there was trying to say he, he had a bad day You know, he had a sex edition. It's not racially. They That's the official statement, yeah. you know, but we know that it's not. But we're not out there like having to try to fucking correct this guy. He's going to figure it out. You yeah. Know, that's not the most important issue at the moment. The, the the hard part about the the sheriff or whatever going out on a public platform and saying that, and I've said this multiple fucking times, is that when it comes to a place of importance and power, your rhetoric matters. Yeah. How you speak fucking matters. It goes back to that concept of the Kung flu and China yeah. virus. It's because they aren't caring about us. Yeah. That they would rather put in front that this guy this guy had problems yeah. and that's why he did this. You, and that's why Kim Kardashian has to say, hey, hey Asians are humans. humans. <laughs> <laughs> oh. like, like, listen, you dipshit. No shit, he has fucking problems. Yeah. But the fact that that is the point that you're trying to make during this speech when eight people were killed in a mass shooting yeah. is very, very disappointing and it's offensive. Like... Why do why do people not understand? Like I understand when you're in a group of people and friends, you could say that to your little fucking group and maybe they'll understand where you're coming from, right? Right. But you are in a position of power. You were on a public platform and the point that you wanted to make was that, hey y'all, God was having a bad day. Man, this this kid masturbates too much. Yeah. And that's why he had to kill some fucking gooks. Yeah. Like, like chanks. It's their fault. You know, like I understand too, just to okay, let me just play the other side. He was kind of quoting the reason that he gave he to, gave to the cops because the mass shooter said so. Yeah, I okay. Maybe he was just quoting what he said. Yeah. Having said that, and giving him the benefit of the doubt of that, you're still at a public platform where you should be smarter about the shit that you fucking say. People just died. Yeah. You're just like who the f okay. 
It's like when somebody passes away, right? Let's say I'm at your mother's funeral. I come up to you and I say, your mom and your, I don't know, let's say your mom was like obese, yeah. right? And I goes, your mom died because she ate a lot of Kit Kats. Yeah. And then you go, I'm sorry for your loss. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, yo, how the fuck would you, how the fuck would you feel? Oh my God. It was like Kit Kats, huh? Yeah. Kit Kats. <laughs> you know? And then it's like, it's true. But Kit Kats yeah. were her favorite fucking candy. You know, <sighs> was it the right time to say that? Probably fucking not, guy. Yeah. You know, and it's hard for, and like I'm saying, I'm trying to play both sides because I, you know, I took the whole morning to think about this. Yeah. And it was, I'm probably going to need a couple more Yo, days. I, I'm at a limbo at that too. I'm not, yeah. it's not about the both sides. Like there's all these thoughts out there and we're trying to bring these spider webs together, mm-hmm. right? It's like, we don't know yet and we're not going to act like we do. Yeah. The day it happens. Right. Yeah, it's it's hard to process it because, you know, this guy said that yeah, I shot it. I, he was actually going to go out and do a few more shootings if he <sighs> if he wasn't caught, right? And he said that he has a sex addiction, and these peop these places tempted him, and that's why he killed him. It wasn't race motivated. Now, when we say things like race motivated, yeah. I think what people are trying to define it as is he came into the store and he was like. You know, Trump said it's okay. Bang, <laughs> yeah. bang, bang, bang. We're not saying that. He's a, as, as if, hey, card-carrying member of the KKK. Yeah. And- <laughs> it, it wasn't really that. Yeah. You know, race motivation or racism can have a lot of different flavors, right? He probably had an Asian fetish. Yeah. Right? He couldn't Most get an Asian woman to talk to him. Most definitely. So he felt like the best way to do it was to get rid of his frustrations by killing Asian women. That's also race motivated as well. It's not in your specific definition of Trump said Kung flu, therefore go in, kill the salon. Yeah. It's not that black and white. No. Right. It's also race motivated as well. It's a lack of respect for our women. It's a lack of respect for our culture. We, we can get into a whole conversation how a lot of people in this country have a lack of respect for Asian women. Yeah. You guys look at Asian women sometimes as these little tiny little fuck dolls. We hear about it all the time. Little tight pussy little creatures. Right. And, I, and you know, that in and of itself is fucking disgusting. Right. And it's the fetishization that we were talking about yeah. that happens it's, in this country. It's just such a weird situation to be for me to... I don't know why I have to explain this shit and then have people come back and call and say that I'm being weak. <laughs> like, like, what? What? Like, I feel like I'm living in a twilight zone because if one of your family members were killed, right? And people were mourning and grieving, would you come back and tell them like, hey man, stop. You're stop. weak. You're weak, bro. <laughs> Damn you, bitch. Yeah. What a little bitch, man. Yeah. You know? I think people need to understand too, like, if this guy went to the first location and shot up four people, then he drove 30 miles to the next location, which was also an Asian spa. How is that not race yeah. motivated? <laughs> and then he went across to another Asian spa, but it's not race motivated. Yeah. Right. And they're like, there's bigger fish to fry. And I just feel this general rhetoric, like before I was like kind of mentioning how that there's bigger problems than this that oh it's about gun control or it's it's about uh, some other fucking thing rather than the fact that asian women were murdered mm-hmm. you know and that like literally taking out the race aspect of it and being like reports say well the korean newspaper said that four of them were actually korean women with and like one of the witnesses survived in korean translation saying that he came in wanting to kill Asian women. Yeah. 
And I was seeing it as this media bias difference too. You know, it could be that Korea is just like, you know, like just really wanting to push the picture like Asians are being attacked in America. All right, they do that. You know, and American media trying to be like, this isn't a problem. It wasn't race motivated or whatever. How does that affect any of us right now? What control do we have between these two bits of information, right? Besides the way it affects the way you malfunction with your anger, Mm -hmm. you know, with your hate, your resentment because of the past and how things keep coming up because no one's talking about it. Like a lot of the behavioral health therapy that I have to take in is to just be like, what's in my control? What can I actually do? Yeah. Yeah. What can I actually do in outside of being, getting angry? Yeah. And even for this guy too, it's just the, the, the concept of he was having a bad day. Bitch, I had a bad day yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I didn't go shoot up a fucking salon. Anyway, I've had so many bad days. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the fuck kind of reasoning is that? I've had a, I had a bad day. You know what I did? I ate some food. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Like a personal trainer might say, he might give you some shit for that. You yeah. want to be like, you know what? You had a bad day. A, a man who's supposed to enforce the fucking law, the sheriff, is saying he had a bad day. Yeah. It, look at the way we see it in our shoes. You don't give a fuck. Yeah. Do you? <laughs> he, he doesn't care. Yeah. And so we get that. We get it. But we're not like going to spend the entire hour being angry at this one guy that we don't know or have any connection to. It, it's kind of like the level of reaction was a shocking for me. Yeah. You know? It, it like you could tell it's like oh this is a travesty not like i can't believe this happened it's more like oh shit i can't some people died and that's what it felt like it, it was very disheartening and i'm like yeah. you we're not talking about somebody who came in and shot a single human being which is terrible in and of itself yeah fucking eight people died eight man people that is a mass shooting i don't know if it's because people are desensitized to this shit now or because i i understand too like it's gotten to that point where you know, we talk about 9-11. Yeah. I can remember 9-11 like it was yesterday. Yeah. I can remember those twin towers on this. It was, I was in a portable, the portables, right? So there yeah. was like those, the, the portable classrooms. We walked up the ramp, sat down. Mr. Tabaras was like, hey, kids, sit down. We're going to have to watch this. Hammond came in and we saw this clip of a plane flying into a building, exploding. The whole room was dead silent. Right. The lights were off because we were, he had it on the TV and we all just sit there with our sat there with our mouth open, like it what looked the, like an Independence Day. Yeah, like a movie. it's like it felt like our our whole world was crashing down. Yeah, and then we have situations where the Las Vegas shooting happened not too long ago, where a man was sniping people from a yeah. fucking roof, and then people don't even remember that shit. They talk about it like it just happened, like it never happened at all. Yeah, like are we getting desensitized to these like acts of violence? Are we getting desensitized to all this terrible shit that's happening now? Like. What has what has media done to our hearts? I feel like it's calloused us. It's like I, I no kidding about that because you sip through it and you have to actually go out of your way to just find like a source of news that's just good news. Yeah, it's I know that it's like bad news sells, right? Bad news gets eyeballs, you know. Um, and that's where like people are getting desensitized because the news has just told us this there's nothing good going on yeah <laughs> like this whole world is terrible yeah and 
it, it makes me not want to see things sometimes. You know, that's why I, sometimes I live in my own bubble. One of the biggest reasons why I moved into like a suburb area was because being in the city was depressing me. Yeah. You know, <laughs> just being around some of the biggest fucking shit bags. Yeah. And I chose to kind of escape from that and just visit those areas instead of living it. Yeah. Because you don't know, you know, how many times were we in K Town? And then it was like, okay, who's going to start some shit when we're at this bar? When we're oh, at, yeah. you know what I mean? It's What's like, going to happen next? You know, like how many times, like I remember when we went, I went to uh, uh, Tobang. Yeah. Right. One time I was, I was at Tobang and um, we were just chilling and I, I, I just parked my car. There was a security guard that was giving me shit. And I was waiting for a table at Tobang. He was like, hey, you need to get the fuck out of here. Like, stop. <laughs> I was here. like, I was there for that. I think I remember. Yeah. Like, what and i was like the fuck i was gonna fuck that dude up like i was so fucking pissed i was like the fuck is your problem like getting into this dude's fucking face and i'm like no the city is fucking nuts you know like yeah. we're just <laughs> dealing with shit all the fucking time having to deal with this stuff right i don't know how many times in that chapman plaza i almost threw hands dude told by chapman plaza yeah. okay so i was there with some seattle friends like 10 of them had visited on some massive group trip yeah and so they want to go to Tolong. Okay, cool. We hung out. And at the end of the night, there is a table full of dudes. And you see them in K-Town every now and then. There's some thugs, you know, some yeah. gangsters. Who knows what they are? I think I saw the table. I seen who they were. And I went to my table, mm-hmm. you know, and whatever. That's fine. And then uh, at the end of the night, we're leaving. There was a group of like four white girls like and one white dude right and those guys started hitting on those girls right and then this guy started becoming captain like just like pretty much like hey man leave her alone leave her alone she doesn't want to talk to you you know and then this guy took his hat off full forehead tattoo (laughs) just all over his head oh shit i was like oh my god and I, I went in there and I was like, hey, man, look at him. Come on, man. He's not from here. He's not from K-Town. Yeah. You know, I was just like, hey, chill. Yeah. He's not from here, dude. Yeah. And then I turned around to this dude, right? And I grabbed him by the collar and I said, get the fuck out of here. Right. And I shoved him. Uh-huh. And I turned around and went like, hey, dude, I'm trying to have fun. Uh-huh. And I hear the white guy behind me come over my shoulder like, fuck you, man. And try to act hard. Oh, all of a sudden, dude. I was like, oh, my God. I grabbed him again. I said, get out. And I pushed him. And then a fucking fist went across his face. Un- of course. They, he he beat got the beat sh- the shit. And you know, there's that fountain in the middle yeah, of Chapman. fountain. And there's a little bit of water in there before it was like filled up. He started trying to drown him in there. He was fucking choking his ass in the water. So I actually went in and grabbed this guy. I don't even know who he is. Yeah. I was like, stop, stop, stop. Don't kill him. Yeah. Don't kill him. Yeah. And he said, fuck you too. Bah, I got yeah. hit right in the side of the head. <laughs> I said, all right. I walked away. Yeah. And he got the fucking shit kicked out of him inside of that fountain. He wouldn't stop. I couldn't believe that this guy would not stop. Ruthless. Ruthless. Jesus. And then they left. Right? This guy's fucked up. Fucked up. And then one of the white girls was like, oh, I expected this out of you, Asians. This is what it's like. And I ran up to her and I said, hey. That's racist. Yeah. That right there is racist. Yeah. Stop that, you know? And I looked at the guy. His face was mangled. Yeah. It was getting swollen. He looked like an alien. 
What you the know? fuck did he think he was going to do? It's like, bro. Exactly. Are you out of your mind? I said, I told you to get out of here, didn't I? Yeah. I said, get out of here. And it's in the mangled face. He goes, yeah. Yeah, you told me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you shouldn't listen to me, dude. Yeah. I understand why you don't exactly want to stay like, in K-Town. <laughs> I was like, listen, you, you tried to be a fucking tough guy. Yeah. When somebody takes off their hat and they have a tattoo on their fucking Funk forehead, head. you yeah. know what that means? They don't care about a nine to five job. Yeah. Which means they don't give a fuck about you. Yeah. They will literally beat your ass and you're lucky they didn't fucking kill you. I'm trying to be the peacemaker and I got socked across the head, yeah. you know? And then I t- after that, I saw one of these guys from uh, Blue, like, or some restaurant. Mm-hmm. He was carrying a bag full of to go, and he was yeah. taking it to some other guy. And that guy who had just beat up that guy walked or saw him walking, bah, punched him in the face too. Random guy, and he, he kept walking. He just pissed. You know, <laughs> just in a badass mood, dude. Bad mood. That's what I'm telling you. You don't fuck with certain people, dude. Like I, um, one time I was going over to a uh, cafe Blue. And I didn't want to fucking go, but there was a bunch of homies there. And I walked up, and then literally as I'm about to walk in, so I don't know what, what set they're from, but there was, like, a young kid there. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, it's somebody's birthday. I'm going to roll, roll through. I came up, and this dude, this young kid came up to me, and he put his hand on my chest. I'm like, what the fuck? He goes, he's like, you David So, right? He was like, what? I was like, what's he up? He went like this. Yeah, I was like, what's you up? David so? And he put his hand on my chest. He's like, you David So, right? I'm like, yeah. He goes, hey, don't go in there right now. I'm like. What? Okay, I got you. <laughs> they fucking jumped the dude inside there. They beat the living Ooh. fucking shit out of him. And I was like, thank you, sir. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, hey, don't go in there right now. And I'm like, oh, cool. Appreciate it. He was like, hey, yeah. I like it. So he was like, hey, man. He goes, I fuck with your stuff, yeah. though. <laughs> I fuck with your stuff, though. I was like, oh, yeah. thanks, bro. As if we have our own reality to deal with. Yeah. Right? And we understand, you know, the tragedy that happens out in our country we get it too right but then like we have these things that we live in you know as well and they live through those same things but like what are we going to do for them like when we have these issues ourselves where people are also attacking us and even in that situation too it's like there's one white guy it's like you see a bunch of asian dudes and for some reason you think that it's going to be a walk in the park (laughs) they're gonna fuck you up yeah and he learned otherwise and i'm pretty sure actually i'm not going to say it as if i know it but there is something about being disrespected by another ethnicity that looks down on you that creates a certain rage it's like cool yeah you didn't respect me the first time when this other person warned you all these other people right here warned you cool now i'm gonna make sure that you remember who the fuck i am and then you're gonna know what's gonna happen next right so that's why that dude wouldn't stop beating his ass right make sure he fucking remembers yeah you know there's a there's a certain level of disrespect that you have for somebody's like manhood yeah you know as a human being that makes them want to react a certain way because you won't give them that simple small amount of respect as a human being so it's like cool since you don't understand that I will fuck you up, I'm going to make sure that you remember for the rest of your life. And I guarantee that dude is going to think twice about it. Yeah. You know? I don't know the answer to this. And it's just the thought too. Like in the Asian mentality, mm-hmm. do you think these Asian immigrants move to Atlanta with the thought that these people have guns? We don't, they don't, there's no guns in out in Asia mm-hmm. or whatever. And then they move out there fully taking the risk that people someone will shoot me 
I mean, absolutely not. I think it's just we we. I think anybody who comes from an area to move here, they think of it as the land of promise, right? Right. right. So the only thing they're thinking about is like, look, I can make a living without having to worry about a lot of things that I had to worry about before. Yeah. I don't think death and being shot is one of those things that are up there, right? Right. Until you're approached with these situations, right? Like my dad was also kind of like your mom too. My dad is a pastor, so mm-hmm. you know. For some reason, our store has never been robbed at gunpoint. I think it's also because we're very, I think we're respected in that community. Yeah. Like we treat everybody with respect. Yeah. You know, the people who get disrespect in our store are people who are pieces of shit anyways. Yeah. And they don't fucking matter. So we developed a relationship with the community. So we're respected as such. But my dad too, like he's, he's, you know, never had to worry about being shot or killed. Our neighbors next to us got robbed. Our neighbors to the left of us got robbed. Stores down uh, across from us got robbed too, but we never did. Yeah. But- that's our reality. Yeah. The people next to us were also Korean. Yeah. They got robbed two or three times before they finally moved. Right. So there is this idea of we just kind of come here to work on ourselves. The 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 danger part isn't really a part of it. So that's why like when I when I heard that story, I get real I got really I wasn't even angry. It was just so sad. That's, because yeah. could you imagine just going into work and you're shot and killed simply because you are an Asian woman? That's it. There is no motive. You did nothing. You said nothing. You spoke nothing. You didn't do anything at all. You woke up every day to make a living for your family or yourself. And that's all the motive he needed to kill you. That's it. And the tragedy, like I said, going back to that fuckface sheriff saying he had a a sex addiction (laughs) and people now thinking that these women were fucking happy ending women and totally throwing them like as if like that's why it's not like they deserve to die for that yeah you know and even if they were like it was like they weren't under the radar as a suspicious area where they would do certain things like that yeah. or it was like something like that written how how is it that like it's so normal for us to just get full body massages god damn it yeah i have a membership in k-town to fucking go every week to get a full body massage we yeah. need it we are high stress people yeah <laughs> our muscles are tight yeah but then everyone, in, but in America, it's upsetting. Yeah, that you think it's a hand job place. Yeah, you know. And, I, like, and does it, was is that why they deserve to die? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point of that? Because of his sex addiction, and like, as far as all reports go, that it was a legit place. You yeah. know? And that's what's more upsetting is that like this is like deep tissue massage is part of our culture, yet you know you guys sexualized it. And that's the reason why he killed them. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, that's where we, of course, we're upset, you know, but what do you do, you do beyond that? It, except like, stop fucking thinking that way. And who are you going to do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all, all this money that raising awareness, like then, okay, we should hire graphic des- designers yeah. and filmmakers to make commercials to tell white people to stop fetishizing us. You know, you know, the, you know what's crazy? It's I, I know a lot of people right now that they they want to have a different message from a lot of these Asian the Asian people that I grew up with are a little sketchy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the uh the the rhetoric of their 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 uh, conversation is I'm just gonna start shooting people. <sighs> like it's getting to that point. Yeah. You know, it's getting to that point where they're like, Okay, cool. <sighs> Since you think that we're a bunch of bitches, the next time I see somebody approach me, I'm just gonna blast you. And that's just how it is. You know, we can go back to the the L.A. riots 
And a lot of people thought that these Korean Americans were very passive human beings, but they also forgot that these people who were there at the Korean rights, they also went through the Korean War. Yeah. They um they went through dictatorship mm -hmm. and murder, murder, murder by the government. Four years in the military. Yeah. They're very well trained. They know how to fire guns. And they're like, yo, how are these people sniping us from a fucking roof like they're in the military? Yeah. Because they were in the military. And, <laughs> and we gotta and I, I actually wanted to bring that up. Like, um, I see so many of my Asian American friends who don't know a goddamn thing about the riots you know, um, speaking out against the Second Amendment and have no idea that the Second Amendment saved Koreatown. Yeah. You know, because the cops bounced, mm -hmm. you know. It was and too much was for them. No, yeah. And we used the Second Amendment to our best ability and K-Town still stands today. Yeah. You know, and for me that, I understand why like it's important like and why you shouldn't abolish it. But then, we all think in this binary nature that it's on or off. No guns, yes guns. Abortion, no abortion. Everything, binary, mm -hmm. plus, minus, on, off. Yeah. Rather than the nuance of just how difficult everything is and accepting that it is like, difficult. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's such a good way to put it too. It's that black and white thing that we always talk about. Right. It's if we get rid of guns, nobody is going to die. That's how <laughs> binary people think. Good and, luck. It, and it's never like that. And you can't keep comparing America's situation with firearms with everybody else. You have to look at the history of this country and how this country was built. Right. Yeah. There is a general fear of tyranny here in this yeah. country, which is why that First Amendment is here in case the government tries to fuck us over. Guess what? We can be our own militia. I'm like, well, that's fucking dumb. That's stupid. However, this country is very large. It's very vast. There's absolutely no way that people can expect the law enforcement to protect them when they need them to be there. And anything could just fucking go down like the riots. And exactly. there's nothing out to protect you but yourself. Yeah. Like, this is why we have this mentality that we know we're out here by our, on our own mm -hmm. and no one's going to help us. That's the thing. thing. It's like, Matt, like, I thought about this when I was, uh, you know, when I do college shows, unless I'm flying out to like North Carolina, South Carolina, right? I'm talking about there's a house and then the next house is three miles next to you. Mm. What the <laughs> fuck is a cop going to come here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Wait, you'd be there in a day? Yeah. My firelight? Like, what the fuck is going to happen? No, I'm going to protect myself. Yeah. I'm not saying that I want to use this thing, but in case something does happen, I'd rather be the person alive dealing with the court proceedings than rather being the person that's dead. Eh, no doubt. Yeah, you know? That's true. Like, I, I have a general fear of guns. Yeah. But I don't ever want somebody to take away my right to have mine. Oh, dude, I, I've been to the shooting range. I nah. shot guns. And that's specifically the reason why I don't like it. Because yeah. I fired one and I saw the immense power in it and what me. it does to people. It's, it's made to kill people, not animals, mm -hmm. people. And I kind of had that existentialness in that holding that much power in my hand. And you can call me a bitch or whatever, but like, I didn't want that. In yeah. my hands, I did not. You know, it would be hard. It's it's hard to live with that idea. Yeah. you know that you could take somebody's life in an instance. Mm. You know, um, when I so <laughs> the first time I ever legally shot a gun, like I shot gun. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you had to put it the first time legally, didn't yeah. you? Like I shot like a homie's handgun, like out, you know, at in the back of his house and shit. We're just oh, doing shit. shit. Yeah. yeah, just doing stupid shit, right? And we, there would be this field. Well, in Sacramento, it's like a plaza now, but there yeah. was like this field. There's like this tree, and we was like they would shoot it, right, yeah. just for fun, just some ghetto like farm boy shit. Um, 
uh, and I remember uh, I hadn't shot a gun since I was like 16. Right. Right. It's been a long time. And this was when I was, what, maybe 26, 27. Right. So Bart calls me up. Right. And this <laughs> is when we used to play basketball all the time. Right. He goes, hey, he's like, hey, you trying to shoot, 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 like shoot this weekend. And I'm like, yeah, shit, I'm down. Yeah. So I get my basketball shoots on, shoes on. <laughs> okay. Yo. I get my basketball shorts on. I get my ball ready. I'm ready. And he sends, and he sends me a location, right? And I'm driving. And, and like, I'm like, this, this is the farthest what? basketball yeah. I've ever been to in my life. I was life. like, did he rent out a, an estate or something? Wow. Because it's it, literally the shooting range is, is like in a dirt mountainside. Yeah. So all I see is like cacti, shrubs. And I'm going up this mountainside. And I'm like, this is a very odd basketball court. Wow. You know, I'm driving and I show up and it says shooting range and I connect and I was like, oh, you're trying oh. to shoot. <laughs> and everyone is wearing like cargo pants, cargo tactical gear. pants, boots. And I look at Bart. I was like, bro, I thought we were playing ball, dude. He's like, why would you think that? I was like, dude, when have I ever shot fucking guns with yeah, you? Yeah, you said shooting. Yeah. I was like, hey, you trying to shoot this weekend? And I'm like, yeah, I'm down. I thought you meant shoot hoops, bro. Like, I had no fucking idea. You know, I was like, and I looked at him, I'm oh like, my you gosh. have never asked me to shoot a gun before. <laughs> I did. How the fuck was I? I look like a dumbass, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I got the fucking armband going and everything. I'm like, oh my God. Let me Basketball go. shorts. You, yeah, I was like, you got go your change. flip-flops and your ball shoes ready to go to Denny's or some shit afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I was like, fuck, man. But that's when uh, Bart and Joe actually taught me how to use a gun properly. Right. Trigger safety, how, right. to, how to put in a, a mag, how to, you know, check to see if a bullet is in, see if it's safe, point up and down. Um, once I had that locked, it allowed me to feel a little safer around the firearm. Yeah. However, there wasn't a moment that didn't leave my mind where I was like, then what if these guys can turn around and just shoot me in the front? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the bar was telling me, I was like, well, if somebody tries to shoot you, literally there's like 12 people that'll blast that motherfucker. Right. But if that guy's on a suicide mission, he's not going to fucking care. Yeah. So that scared me. It literally scared me to be at a fire range with other people. Did any, at one point or any point, did you think like, hmm, I got to get me one of these? You know? I wanted uh, a gun because I wanted to customize it like I wanted to customize my Forerunner. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not even, it's not even the shooting part. I wanted to customize to make this dope ass gun. Like you're going to get the SOCOM, that Metal Gear yeah. saw, Snakehead. So like, you can like specifically, um, uh, what's it called? You guys, I don't really know guns very well. Uh, but it was the first gun that I ever shot was a Glock. I didn't yeah. know how much you can mod a Glock. Like you can do a Forerunner. Like right. that. <laughs> so I got really geeked yeah. out on how to mod a Glock and like finding right. custom places to make this shit so gangster. And I was like, dude, this is an expensive hobby. Right. And then <laughs> were you thinking, would I even shoot this? Yeah. <laughs> and I and I started looking up more about the accessories than the actual gun. So yeah. I was looking up this accessory that's over your fucking bed stand. Yeah. Where it, it literally hides a shotgun in it. So you just, oh, not today. And then and it just drops a shotgun down and you could blast somebody. There's something else where it, it was like a, a wall mirror that kind of holds like a right. key holder. And then literally, you, it's a fingerprint button. It latches down and a handgun's inside. Dude. So I got geeked out about the tech. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were probably like, oh, I'm going to build like a secret door. Let's yeah. build up a chip house. Like Batman fucking slide down and shit. <laughs> but I don't know how to shoot it at yeah. all. I was just like, yo, this would be fucking dope if I could just, so I hear something and I just hit the button and the gun comes out. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. this is fucking sick. And it's like, you know what? I have like a 4,000 
pound missile that runs on gas. Yeah. That's, a, that's kind of a weapon, right? Yeah. Customize your missile, guys. Yeah. Put some better rubber on the wheels uh-huh. and, you know, get a body kit. Hey, don't customize a gun. Yeah. Customize your missile, your personal home missile, yeah. a.k.a. your vehicle, car. The weird thing is, is like I have problems with uh, maybe shooting somebody. Right. But I have absolutely no fucking problem getting a bat and cracking somebody's head open. <laughs> <laughs> Which is way worse, you know? Like, yeah. I, I, I remember when I was living at the South Pass house and uh, somebody was trying to break into our garage. Oof. And Abe was like a little creeped out by me. He was like, he was like, dude, you're fucking scary. I was like, why? He goes, dude, you were smiling. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He goes, you, he was like, you look genuinely happy somebody was breaking in our house you're probably like this is my chance yeah (laughs) i was like ready to go i was like i can't wait till i see this guy and i just break his kneecaps like i would literally break his legs until he could never walk again and i'm thinking like shit like this i'm getting excited right and it's like you're weird dude so look at the difference in your personal offense with someone fuck with you and your family Mm -hmm. and your property and all that that's your problem yeah and maybe that's part of the Asian philosophy that people aren't seeing in us that you might mistake for, ap- for apathy. Mm-hmm. That it's like, no, it personally happened in my reality. Mm. You know, not 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Kind of thing, you know? And you're justified in feeling like, don't fuck with me. Yeah. But like how, even me in my reality, how can I say someone in Atlanta is my family? Yeah. <laughs> you know, when that happened, like I understand the tragedy. I understand the racial aspect of it. I understand the implication of what this does to our society in America. But damn it. Like, yeah, we got our, I, we do have to live our life and continue yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. And I think like when people hear that too, it, it, people kind of take it as uh something as, oh, you don't empathize with other people and their pain. It's like, no, like no. I was kind of wrecked this morning when I heard about it. Yeah, of course. But now I have to think about proactive stuff in my life that I have to continue. And I'm, and this is going to be on my agenda too. I'll, I'll, well, I'm going to be a part of that movement that's going to help figure out this problem, you know? But you can't, but you can't make an action without a plan. Exactly. Let us make some plans. <laughs> I don't know why people are so adverse to thought. Yeah. <laughs> Like, no, just do it. Just yeah. jump. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> wait. Wait. How, Slow down. How, like, how come I can't take the time and think about what I'm going to say? How come mm-hmm. I can't take the time to th- say, that, well, do you, do, you, do you need to take time to take action? Yes, you do. Yeah. Because sometimes when you react with emotion, which I've done many times in my life, you end up in bad situations. And you regret it. And I regret every it. Every time. Yeah. Every time. I have done that multiple times and I've said a lot of stupid things. Which just because I take the time doesn't mean I won't say something stupid. Yeah. But how I know how media works, how I know how emotions work, is that we when we go off stuff that's kind of given to us in the in the forefront, there's so much stuff that we're missing because number one, they don't they choose not to put out that information. Two, things aren't out yet. And three, it's because I choose not to see it because I'm mad. Yeah. And we can't just make shit up based on our feelings. Exactly. Well, he must have done this. He must have done he must have he must have like it just happened. 
guys. Yeah. It just happened. Let, let's let's take some time to think yeah. about it. It's, I'm, I'm not going to do an Instagram post. I'm not going to go on a rant. I don't know what I'm talking about yet. Yeah. Even in this conversation, this conversation specifically that we're having on this podcast is more about exploration than it is about thought. Yeah. It's, I'm exploring these ideas and things that I'm thinking about, but I'm not making really a, a hardcore direct statement. I wonder if I say this is if people are going to agree with it or not. Yeah. But you're allowed to think otherwise. The the reality of, you know, the tragedy is that look, the vast majority of Americans have no idea about Asian American hate. Yeah. Right. They don't understand it at all. You know. And the tragedy is that Asians are people too. Yeah. <laughs> Asians are humans. <laughs> that they got to see this shit happening. You know. That yeah. Of course, Asians are humans. And then now the average American has to think, but why are people killing them? Yeah. But why are people attacking them? It's this weird position of like, I don't know if I've ever had to think about my identity as I'm as much as I've had to in the last few years. <laughs> no kidding. You know what I mean? Like yeah. before I was just kind of living life. Yeah. I, I never had to think about this concept. And now it's like, do you know, do we wonder sometimes it's like, I'm starting to get that people don't really think about us as much as we think about them. You know what? I'm right. laughing this hard because you're right. Yeah, you know what oh I mean? my God. Am I trying too hard? <laughs> yeah, it's like, dude, like, it's kind of sad. It's, yeah. it's And that's actually the main part of the problem. It's like... We're trying to assimilate so hard. Yeah. Are we not? Like, yeah. uh, the main part of the problem is that people... Don't give a fuck about us, you know? <laughs> and then we give too much fucks about them. It's like, yeah. it's this weird, weird, weird place to be in. And that's what it goes back to where I talked about earlier in the podcast, about how sometimes I feel like we're always being pushed and pulled apart to be on other people's sides besides our own agenda. What is our agenda? Like, as, as a community, what do we want from other people, right? Mm -hmm. And if we have that clear agenda, let's stick to it and let's build up on that. Like, number one, Treat us as human beings. <laughs> Number two, understand that we have our own issues and problems that don't correlate with your fucking plight and your message. We have our own shit that we want to deal with. Right. You know? It, you know what's so fucking funny? There was this girl that I roasted on Instagram. Uh, I don't remember her name, <laughs> but I call her the notorious ABG. I don't okay. remember. But she went on this rant, um, like specifically stating that, uh, you know, like fuck BLM. It's like conspiracy shit or whatever. Okay. Right. And then she also kind of said that black people are beneath Asian people. And wow. like, do you see how you guys behave? That's why you're beneath us. And Whoa. so I did that video talking about how, uh, you know, how Asian people should stop being bullied or whatever. Right. And she goes, she like tags me and all the stuff and everybody has tag tagged me in it. And she says, see, that's exactly what I was saying years ago, like a few months ago and you were making fun of me. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> Two different things. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't saying that Asian people don't have problems. I was saying time and place. Let's focus on oh this gosh. thing right now where George, all these people are being murdered. And then we'll go to our stuff too. It's not supposed to be erased. I also never said that black Americans are beneath other human beings, you fucking trash bag. And, and, and that's the exact problem that I'm seeing. As I was sifting through the news about this shooting. The majority of the, like, I go through many, many different news sources, yeah. but like I was on Twitter and the majority of just what everyone was saying is saying this is a white supremacy problem or this is a problem of like black people actually attacking Asians or blaming and blaming and blaming mm -hmm. and blaming and blaming. Mm -hmm. And and that's the problem. 
right right there is to look at one another and saying see this is a white thing see this is a black thing and we were saying at the very beginning this is an american thing in this fucking country this is an american thing yeah right let's mm-hmm. look at all of us we are fucking neighbors and we share this space yeah it's not an ethnicity thing it's a nation thing like right. it's how this country views asian americans right the entitlement of colonization mm-hmm. right and also the the people who feel like they should be first in line that's the battle rather than look at us yeah look at all of us you that's know what i'm saying so let me, just to re- so this is like some of the stuff like next shot quoted her okay. stuff okay she goes, she puts on her uh, post where she uh, took a photo of a wall. Oh, she okay. goes, real tired of this whole Black Lives Matter bullshit. How about saying all lives matter? No race yeah. is more superior than the other. Mm. I'm like, that's not what Black Lives Matter is. And she calls it the stupidest thing ever. All lives matter. No race is more superior. It's like people have forgotten about how black people were treating Asians for COVID. I'm just upset at how it's focused on one minority when shit was literally just happening to Asians for COVID. But you don't see us acting out like this. It's like, talk. <laughs> yeah. Of course, of course, they don't understand what I'm saying. Uh, saying it definitely makes me want to stoop down to their level. She's talking about black people. <sighs> and this is even the level of where I'm just like at speechless. Where, like, it's tough. To, it's just, I, oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> yeah look at this me. is not even the worst. Like, yeah. I, I wish I would have screen kept what she said before, but she wrote. Uh, something way worse than that too. She was like saying like, you see how you guys act? This is why you guys will never get out of your situation. And and she wanted to say that we are kindred spirits. Oh, <laughs> oh stop. <laughs> We're no teams. None of us. Yeah. I think people need to realize that there's no yeah. teams in America. And in and, and, and the big point of it, like that's what I was mentioning, that when people say whose problem this is, and like when they say it as an affirmation, like see, white people hate Asians. See, Black people hate Asians. See, it's like, no, how America hates everyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. America hates everyone. There is there is no other country like um, the, the United States of America that is so racially charged. Yeah. Everything in this country deals with race, right? As much as politics are talked about, it, it's so hard to create a system even beyond a system, actually not beyond, like beneath that is just a culture in this country where we can really judge people for who they are rather than what they look like. Yeah. Because this country has been built on that foundation and it's so hard to reverse all those damages. Like we can't, we cannot even get, even this part annoys me, right? <laughs> I know I'm being a little picky here. I hate fucking white apologists with as much as I hate racists. <laughs> I think that's cringy. Yeah. I'm white- like, why are you apologizing, apologizing for like, your, Your ancestors. People. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. It, it, it almost sounds it almost sounds like a Dave Chappelle sketch. Yeah, you know? Like, like these guys that come up, right? I, like there you don't need a grovel. Do you know what it is too? It's 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 because it's rooted in the uh like I talked about this on a previous podcast where it's about patting yourself on the back. Yeah. You know, look at me, I'm better than these other white people. You know, yeah. it's like you don't have to do it by words. Just be a decent person. That's all people are asking for. Acknowledge some of the shit that happened. Don't act like the history never happened before. And then just be a decent person. I think they're just trying to bring out the nobility in themselves so people yeah. know. Yes, that's you know, exactly what it is. That, that, oh, look how humble I can be. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like it's I, basically that. Like I know somebody 
who I see, and every post that he puts is about how white people should apologize to black people, Asian people, and Mexican people. Uh, like, you need to apologize for your past sins. If Once you recognize your, the terrible stuff that you've done, now you need to donate your money to all this. It's like, wait, hold on a second. I don't want that for my white brethren. No. All right? I, I just want, like... I don't want anything specific because I can't put out blanket statements that all white people are like this. Like, because you're white, you're inherently racist. It's the idea of the personal relationship. Yeah. You, if he had white friends, maybe he'd, go, he'd realize he doesn't have white friends because he, that's all he says to white people Yeah, because you're day. an asshole. Yeah, maybe that's all you say when you meet a white guy? Then maybe yeah. that's why you don't have white friends. Uh, you don't, I don't need a white person to come up and apologize to me because of your, what your people have done. It's like, yeah. we're Okay, I, I won't ever get to know you as a person. You're groveling at my feet for some shit that you personally didn't do. You just have to acknowledge what other people did before you and understand that it was real. That's all. And once you do that, you'll be respectful of somebody else's culture. That's all that it takes. And I think if people would realize that, like, I mean, I realized this because of that employee that got shot. Yeah, yeah. That that's just his world. Yeah. That's all he knows. His firsthand experience of racism was in my store when he sees it happening to me. Mm-hmm. And then I sit there and I explain to him, you see what happened there? Why didn't he talk to you that way? But it was just me, you know, mm-hmm. like he had no problem with you at all, but you work here, you know, yeah. and this was happening while you were around. But when I showed up, it was a problem. Yeah. You know, and he started to learn these things. He was never exposed to it. You yeah. Know? He, the, like you have to understand the majority of America you know, are just getting it through TV and it's being spoon fed and shoved down with throats. They don't know. They don't, they know. don't know. Personal relationships matter. Yeah. Like living in these communities that you're talking so much shit about fucking matters, yes. right? And the reason why it's because, you know, people also also in the comments, they also mentioned this, this idea and this conversation. Of, also too, how your parents raise you matters on how, how you deal with these certain situations. I know people who also grew up in a black beauty supply store and how they speak about the black community is way different than how I speak about mm. it, right? Mm. Because of how my parents spoke about the black community. Yeah. So they spoke about it as if they're people. Yeah. So I their have- money is just as good as anyone else. That's what my mom says about the methods. Yeah. That nickel bag of they just dump it that's money <laughs> count it people you know? are pe- people are people people are people it's you know money my, yeah, my parents always did a good job in letting me know it's like hey a majority of the people that come into this store are going to be good people but we don't know who those people are mm-hmm. so at the end of the day we're going to watch them but at the same time know that about two percent of the people are going to be really bad to you yeah but that's just them we have great customers here. We have great relationships. This is why we've been allowed to stay in this neighborhood without a majority of us having problems because we're a staple here, you know? Man, dude, I got to then tell you about the story of another person who has a store mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. Whenever I talk to them, they literally fucking hate white people straight up. Oh, white people. White. And white. like when they yeah. say white, it's like white. Yeah. Like that. And they literally hate them. You know, and one of the things that I had to go, look, I've been attacked by many white people. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Because I was in the middle of nowhere, but there's a lot of white people. Mm -hmm. Part of the therapy I had to talk to, I went straight to my therapist and said, I don't want to hate white people. Mm -hmm. Because I realized that the majority of this company, the company country is white, right? I can realize that shit in me if I start generalizing my entire neighborhood and the 300 customers I see a day, two of them are racist, yeah. right? 
Am I gonna say 298 people like fuck them all? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I think people need to realize it when you say five percent of us are Asian. Like, however fucking crazy amount is white, and literally like then break it down towards people who actually hate you. See, that's the hard part, right? Because yeah. when I was reading these comments from these Asian kids. Right, who they are also inherently racist too, and they don't even know. They go, see. So, do you still believe in BLM when you see these, <laughs> when I see this one? When I saw this, uh, you know, this one black individual. When I've dealt with black, my best friend is black. Yeah. I, am I supposed to ignore all this great stuff? Am I supposed to ignore the text messages that I've gotten from my black friend saying, "Hey, yo, I've I've heard about the stuff. Like, yo, we we support you. We got. Am I supposed to ignore that?" Just because I saw this one article, I'm going to take that situation seriously. Yeah. But I'm not going to judge a whole group of people by this individual's actions, yeah. right? Because what's your best friend doing? His own thing. Exactly. His right? own thing. And then you start going to him about your like Asian problems against mm -hmm. like whatever community or whatever. But or like the fact that you share personal relationship and life together mm -hmm. you know and the things that you're allowed to share and i don't want to have like my white friends like come up and you know just always feel like they're on thin ice it's like man dude like yeah. i hate this shit man it's the worst yeah i hate going into a conversation like in a liberal art room and the white people are like um i don't know if i'm allowed to say this yeah <laughs> or they start apologizing before they say something i really want the freedom for them to just speak dude, as well i had a homie <laughs> well, recently we were eating and um at this Asian restaurant outdoors, yeah. they give you a fork or they give you chopsticks. <laughs> you could tell this motherfucker has been wrecked by a lot of this, like, you know, just being sensitive about like Asian rhetoric. Yeah. And this fool was like, hey, man, pause. I'm probably use a fork. And I'm like, why the you fuck are you apologizing? <laughs> and I looked at him. I was like, bro, if you picked up those chopsticks and you couldn't use it, I would have laughed at you for a fucking hour. Yeah. Use the fucking fork. Yeah. You know? And he was like, what are you using? I'm like, why does it matter? Yeah. <laughs> are we doing the same action of, you know, putting some sustenance into our bodies yeah. for energy? You know, do we Use have to step out of the fucking box? fucking feet for all I care. Yeah. Just fucking eat your food, dude. Like, you act... Here's the thing, too. It's like this... Like, do you act like when you walk into an Asian restaurant, if you don't use a if chopstick, like our ancestors are going to come out from the grave? Yeah, is that going to happen? It's not going to happen. Yeah. Use your fucking fork. Stop struggling. Like, I see I like, I like see sometimes these like white people, they're trying to eat like rice with chopsticks. I'm like, bro, that's just hard. Yeah. You know? Don't and torture yourself. You're not even enjoying the fact, the food that's good yeah, enough for you. It's like, yeah. the food's cold now. Because you, <laughs> you can't eat your rice. Just fucking eat that shit, bitch. Yeah. Just put Hilarious. it in. Well, guys, that wraps up this episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. I hope you enjoyed that conversation. Uh, leave in your uh, comments uh, below if you guys disagree or agree. Uh, you can catch us every Thursday and Sundays. Uh, you could catch Ed at Ed Park VP on Instagram. He has his own podcast where you could hear his own personal stories. Uh, Bible study at Momo. Bible study at Momo. Check that out and we'll see you all next time. Peace. Peace.